Good evening. At Christmas time, every home takes on a special beauty, a special warmth. And that's certainly true of the White House, where so many famous Americans have spent their Christmases over the years. This fine old home, the People's House, has seen so much, been so much a part of all our lives and history. G.K. Chesterton once said that the world would never starve for wonders, but only for the want of wonder. At this special time of year, we all renew our sense of wonder in recalling the story of the first Christmas in Bethlehem nearly 2,000 years ago. Some celebrate Christmas as the birthday of a great and good philosopher and teacher. Others of us believe in the divinity of the child born in Bethlehem, that he was and is the promised Prince of Peace. Yes, we've questioned why he who could perform miracles chose to come among us as a helpless babe. But maybe that was his first miracle, his first great lesson, that we should learn to care for one another. Tonight, in millions of American homes, the glow of the Christmas tree is a reflection of the love Jesus taught us. Like the shepherds and wise men of that first Christmas, we Americans have always tried to follow a higher light, a star, if you will. At lonely campfire vigils along the frontier, in the darkest days of the Great Depression, through war and peace, the twin beacons of faith and freedom have brightened the American sky. At times, our footsteps may have faltered, but trusting in God's help, we've never lost our way. Just across the way from the White House stand the two great emblems of the holiday season, a menorah symbolizing the Jewish festival of Hanukkah and the national Christmas tree, a beautiful towering blue spruce from Pennsylvania. Like the national Christmas tree, our country is a living, growing thing planted in rich American soil. Only our devoted care can bring it to full flower. So let this holiday season be for us a time of rededication. Christmas means so much because of one special child. But Christmas also reminds us that all children are special, that they are gifts from God, gifts beyond price that mean more than any presents money can buy. In their love and laughter, in our hopes for their future, lies the true meaning of Christmas. So, in a spirit of gratitude for what we've been able to achieve together over the past year, and looking forward to all that we hope to achieve together in the years ahead, Nancy and I want to wish you all the best of holiday seasons. As Charles Dickens, who said so well in A Christmas Carol, God bless us, everyone. Good night.
Let's bow our heads and pray. Oh God, we come to you here on this Christmas Eve candlelight service here on the, uh, the night before we celebrate your birth. Lord, we thank you for this uh, wonderful season of remembering that you came to us through a manger. Lord, it was a great cost that you came into this world. You gave your one and only son, so ultimately he could die for our sins. Jesus, I just pray as we sing these songs, as we read the Christmas story, and also that we have a special time of lighting of the candles, that, Lord, we reflect on your presence and what you mean to us. And, Lord, we give you this evening's service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Welcome to Broadway Baptist Church's Christmas Eve candlelight service. I'm going to give you all some instructions here a little bit because... I want to make sure everybody has, after I'm done um, uh, welcoming everybody, we're going to, David's going to come and sing another song here, but if you do not have one of these, during that song, you'll want to slip out uh, towards the back there at the Welcome Center and make sure you have a candle. Everyone needs a candle because later on in the service, we will have the lighting of the candles and we'll be singing several Christmas songs uh, holding our candles here, so... That will be later on. Also, in this service, we do something called the Lord's Supper. This is for believers. So if you are a believer in Christ, this is for you. Well, and this is what we do a little bit different. It's what we would call family style. Typically, when we do the Lord's Supper, our deacons pass the, uh, the bread as well as the, um, uh, the grape juice. And then you, um, I'll lead in the Lord's Supper. But this time, what you will do family style, we have three stations here. And you'll, uh, there'll be a part of a service after I read the Christmas story. You'll come forward, and there'll be a couple of deacons at each station. And you don't have to do this. If, if, it's, if it's, you don't feel comfortable, you just create a line, and you come there, and they will serve you the Lord's Supper right here. So you just come up from your pew with your family, and they'll, uh, they'll serve you right here. So that's a, uh, it's a little dip, different of a way of family style having the Lord's Supper. We're so glad you're here at our Christmas Eve candlelight service. It's a great time here to certainly celebrate Jesus' birth. So I'm going to invite David Dale to come back, and we're going to have another song, and this is your opportunity. We're going to ask everybody to stand up, and if you do not have a candle, now you'll want to slip back and grab that. We'll sing together, Infant Holy, Infant Lowly. Infant holy, infant lowly, for his bed a cattle stall, oxen lowing, little knowing, Christ a babe is Lord of all. Swift are winging, angels singing, Noel's ringing, tidings bringing, Christ a babe is Lord of all, Christ a babe is Lord of all. Flocks were sleeping, shepherds keeping, vigil till the morning knew. Saw the glory, heard the story, tidings of a gospel Thus. Thank you. 
stones were cold and little Mary full of grace with the tears upon her face had no mother's hand to hold it was a labor of pain it was a cold sky above For the girl on the ground in the dark, every beat of her beautiful heart, it was a labor of love. Noble Joseph at her 
side Calloused hands and weary eyes There were no midwives to be found On the streets of David's town In the middle of the night So he held her and he the baby in her womb he was the maker of the moon he was the author of the faith that can make the mountains Thank you, Daniel. Thank you so much, Kelly. I want to read the Christmas story here out of the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1. If you have your Bibles or in your pew Bibles there in front of you, you can turn to it. It's in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. In the, uh, the Gospel of Matthew, in the Gospel of Luke, that records, those are the two sections of our scriptures that record the birth of Jesus Christ. So um, it's one that... Uh, you kind of always know when you go to church in December, you're going to hear about Jesus being born. You're going to see him in a manger. So that's certainly what we see right here. If you come in Easter, you're going to see Jesus is coming out of a tomb. I always, always tell folks, to me, Christmas and Easter are the two hardest times ever preach and teach because it, you come, it's two, he's a baby in a manger, baby or adult coming out of the tomb. And that's pretty much it. But those are, that's more than just it. These are huge events, life-changing events that still shape us even today. So that's what we're going to see here. You know, you think about uh, today, um, 
Um, <coughs> Sherry and I, we like going to Chick-fil-A, but on Sundays, you cannot go to Chick-fil-A. So the Chick-fil-A crowd, you'll find them at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> and we made the mistake yesterday, yesterday after church, we went to Cracker Barrel. And normally when we go down there, we go down Nicholasville Road, and you make a right on Brandon Road, the location of Nicholasville. Well, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought I knew a shortcut. After church, I was going to go, you can go Clay's Mill, and then I think it's called Clay's Mill Extension, and then you try to make a left on Brandon Road. I don't know if you've ever been there on a Sunday after church. I'm not joking. Forty minutes. We, there, you, you're there at Clay's Mill Extension trying to make a left. That's like Churchville. There's a church on every corner there, and you're trying to make a left, and there's no red light. And those cars don't stop. We waited and waited and waited. Then when we finally, someone had to actually let us out, just stop traffic and let us finally make a left turn. Then you're going down the road towards uh, Cracker Barrel there on Brandon Road, and then you're, it gets backed up again, all, almost to the railroad track, to the light there on Nicholasville Road. We wait, and so Sherry and I, like, people have to go to the restroom. It's, uh, you know, it's waiting and waiting and waiting, so we're in the car, and I said, Sherry, you know, this is the, the reason all these cars are out is because there's churches everywhere right now. They're, everybody's getting out, and they're going, they're going to the place. And Sherry said, no, the reason they're all out right now, it's, by this point it's 1 o'clock on Sunday, <coughs> is because it's last-minute Christmas shopping, and everybody's going to Hobby Lobby. They're going to the shopping center over there. Anyway, so we're just <coughs> arguing about in the car, why aren't people out? We go to Cracker Barrel. Another 30, 40 minute wait. Place was packed. We got home at 3.30 yesterday from lunch. <clears throat> As the busiest I've ever seen. What's amazing about it, the reason I share a story, at Cracker Barrel we did something, we, we received a Christmas picture. They have a fireplace there, and you can actually stand in front of the fireplace and get your family photo and write a letter to Santa. Now I share all this because that's our, probably our first time to go to Cracker Barrel on the Sunday before Christmas. And it'll be our last time after that experience, unless you want to spend the day there. <clears throat> now, that was an unexpected event. Very, it was a long Sunday uh, for us yesterday afternoon. Jesus Christ here, Mary and Joseph, this is an unexpected event nativity when he was born look at this right here verse 18 your bible says the birth of jesus christ came about this way after his mother mary had been engaged to joseph it was discovered before they came together that she was pregnant by the holy spirit so god is doing something new the unexpected so her husband joseph who, who is a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her publicly decided to divorce her secretly. Now, you, many of you wonder, so how could they, they get divorced if they're not married? Well, in Bible times, when you were engaged, that was an uh, agreement. You were, it was a legal binding agreement that you were going to marry this person here. So, um, it, um, they went through a period of preparing for their marriage. So, you had the man, was parents were preparing him, and then Mary's uh, parents were preparing her to be a wife. So that was what was going on here. Verse 20. But after he had considered these things, you know, it's like one of these things, you know, when, when someone's mind is made up, it's hard for them to change. 
And that's what happened to Joseph. He had made his decision, I'm leaving my fiance. It's over. We're getting divorced. At that point, God decides it's time to intervene because we have a problem here. But if he had considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because what has been conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Jesus. Because why? He will save his people from their sins. The Jesus we've come tonight to worship, and the Jesus here we've come to observe the Lord's Supper and to sing carols and hold our candle to he is our savior when you become born again what is occurring is you're saying lord i'm a sinner and i'm in need of a savior and jesus is the one who saves no other religious leader saves only jesus saves this is why we worship the baby in the manger He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of you giving your life for. He's worthy for you telling other people about. He's worthy of your all, your money, your time. Jesus is worthy, even as a baby. And it goes on to say here, verse 22, Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. See, the virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will name him Emmanuel. God even picked out the name for his son. Which is translated, God is with us. When Joseph woke up, what a dream, by the way. He did as the Lord's angel had commanded him. He married her, but he did not have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son. And he named him Jesus. Joseph was obedient to God. And the question for us this Christmas Eve and for Christmas, are we obedient to the Lord? Is the Lord speaking to you tonight? This Christmas has God been doing incredible things in your life. You know, we always have those frustrating things where you just want to, do something, get it over with. But God says, no, it's going to be more. Probably for many of you, the next two or three, four days, this whole week, it's just going to be, a, if it's not already, event after event after event. Dinner after cleaning, after cooking, after opening presents. And you're just waiting for it to almost be over. I even asked Sherry this morning, say, Sherry, are you almost ready for Christmas to be over? And Christmas isn't even here. That's the attitude we have. And Jesus is trying to say, God is with us. I want to encourage you to say, am I saved? Is this baby my Savior? Have I made Him the Lord of my life? Have I come to Him and say, Lord, I'm yours. I give you my life this Christmas. I'm going to invite our deacons to come forward at this time. We're going to partake in the Lord's Supper. So if you're a deacon, I want to go ahead and I'm going to pray over our, our bread as well as our grape juice that we observe. What the Lord's Supper is, is this represents Jesus' body and Jesus' blood. It's for believers. It's for us to identify with Him. There's two ordinances in the Bible. The ordinance of Lord's Supper, and that's what we're going to participate in tonight. 
And there's also the ordinance of baptism. If you're saved, your next step is believer's baptism. Those are the two biblical ordinances. I'm going to pray over our ordinances, and then uh, I'm going to invite everyone to stand up, and if you feel <coughs> led to, you'll come forward, and these men will serve you. So let's pray over our Lord's Supper. God, we come to you this evening, and we pray over the bread here. We know this represents your body. You died so we can have life. You came through the manger towards the cross for us. Lord, we pray over this juice that represents your blood. Lord, this is how we're forgiven, because you shed your blood for us. You are the sinless one. So we also could stand before you, God, when we die, not sinful, but sinless, because we've been forgiven. Lord, we thank you for the Lord's Supper. And Lord, we pray we'll never take it for granted and make it casual. It costs you your life. We give you this family-style Lord's Supper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to invite everyone to stand up. And at this time, you'll want to walk forward, and the men will serve you the Lord's Supper.
All right, at this time, we are going to, you want to go ahead and make sure you have your candle. Go ahead and pull them out. And we're going to turn our lights out here. Um, and um, I'm going to light our candles. And uh, men, deacons, y'all stay up here. I'm going to light one. I'm going to light our six deacons up here. And then they're going to come down the aisles and they're going to light your candles. So you'll want to, everyone will stand up, hold your candle. And we're going to light our candles. And once they get lit, David's going to come here and we're going to sing several Christmas carols.
silent night, holy night, wondrous star, lend thy light with the angels. sing that song together. Christmas, God bless you, you're dismissed.